0: Welcome back to The Shelf Oddities. I'm Serafina.
1: And I'm Erie. And this week we are talking about Spring Grove Cemetery. But before we get into that, Serafina, how are you doing today?
0: I'm doing pretty good. It was nice and rainy this morning, so the garden got a good drink, but... Other than that, I'm living. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. We both uh, got back from our wonderful Florida vacations.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. We're
1: not Florida people. No, Uh, definitely not. That's not not clear. We are not people who like warmth. Yeah. uh, And or being outside. Yeah. And or sand, really. Sand is kind of Hole, I hate the sand, it's not great.
0: Yeah, it's not wonderful. I like it in my garden beds because it helps fair. all my plants, yeah, but I like it in my
1: indoor plants to help. Yeah,
0: me. but yeah. other than that, it's a little uh rough, coarse, yeah, grading it's
1: still in the back seat of my car.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, my partner's truck still has sand from a vacation we took. S- Four years ago? It's never getting out. It's like the glitter of the natural world. It's nature's glitter. It's terrible. 100%. Awful.
1: Well, like I mentioned earlier, this week we're talking about Spring Grove Cemetery, which we both care a lot about because we live very close to it. Not to triangulate ourselves, but...
0: (laughs) Putting in the data. Yeah. Doing some searching, (laughs) a
1: little bit of stalking, but... We have both been there on yeah. multiple occasions. Definitely. Seen it in the nighttime and the daytime. So lucky. So great. So it's incredible. Fun. So I figured that I would cover that today, go over some stuff that I didn't know about, um, and, you know, talk about our recent excursion that we went on at yeah. Spring Grove at the nighttime, which was so fun.
0: Highly recommended. I mean, if you're in the area, Even if you're not in the area, you're somewhere around that you can drive to Spring Grove if you're into that kind of stuff, which clearly you are if you're here. Um, It's just such a great place no matter what time of year, what time of day. There's always something beautiful to look at.
1: It's absolutely gorgeous, and they do run uh, different types of events that they do keep on their website, so they do, like, movie nights, they do picnic days, uh, they do nighttime tours, which we actually went on recently, and we'll circle back to that a little bit later to talk about how that went for both of us and what a good time it was. But, yeah, if you live close, it's definitely worth going. Um, Even if you only want to see it one time, it's absolutely beautiful, especially I'm going to talk about... Um, The Dexter mausoleum.
0: My favorite place in the world.
1: If you're gothy and you want to take a single (laughs) selfie that will fulfill your goth desires, that is the place you want to be.
0: 100%. Um, What's really funny is that I, this week, came across a TikToker who cast iron... Funeral parking lot signs that say funeral proceedings, which is the oddity that I feel like this week
1: That's fair and the oddity that I feel like Also in the reign of funerary items is a broken funeral sign that used to go on old-timey hearses Which for some reason they don't use those signs anymore, but they are very cool And I would like to be one of those sitting on someone's wall somewhere
0: They put signs on hearses? Like mm-hmm. did it say what the funeral was? It just a
1: funeral and it was like a light
0: Oh That's kind of cool. Pretty rad. Why do we stop using that?
1: That's a great question. Uh,
0: Society, come on. At least look at both of us being on theme this week. I know. I'm very proud of us. Me too. And not only are we both on theme, but it's on theme of the podcast. It is. We're really killing it. Going with the topic. Good for us.
1: Great for us. (laughs) Well... Let's go ahead and get into it, then.
0: Yeah, tell me about Spring Grove. I mean, now that I've spent so much time there, I really want to know all the ins and outs.
1: Yeah, it was really nice to research everything after being there a few times, because you kind of know some things when you do the tour and you read things online, but going deep, deep dive was definitely worth it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, first of all, Spring Grove is one of the top five largest cemeteries in the United States. Really? So, I saw it ranked at number three or number four, so I'm not going to give it either of those, but it's definitely in the top five. It is the largest traditional non-military cemetery in the United States, for sure.
0: Um, Really? Yeah. I had no idea.
1: So, it was chartered in 1845 during, I'm going to say this word, Rural, rural, which is horrible. <laughs> rural. During the rural cemetery movement, it is 733 acres. Wow. 450 of them have been developed. So it still has they tons have 300 of acres. They... Yeah. Wow. Yep. So going into the rural cemetery movement, I think I'm going to circle back to this topic later and yeah, the a deep dive. because
0: I don't know what that is and I'm interested. Yeah,
1: so a quick overview of what it is. A rural cemetery or garden cemetery is a style of cemetery that became popular in the United States and Europe in mid-19th century due to the overcrowding and health concerns of urban cemeteries. Hmm. So this is when cemeteries started being more like a park that you would go and you would visit. Instead of bodies-on-bodies bodies I can't situations. believe that's
0: new. It, I guess in my head I always pictured, like, that was what funerals used to be like, yeah. and then it became a problem. That's so interesting. Yeah, there
1: was a whole movement uh, that had to happen to make those work, so... Wow. So, like I was saying earlier, I'm going to go into the rural cemetery movement more in depth in a later episode but wanted to mention it because spring grove is built in that rural cemetery style
0: yeah
1: um so going into a little bit of background on the cemetery the cholera epidemic that swept through cincinnati during the 1830s and 1840s started to make it difficult for burial locations so that they could properly manage their dead because there were more bodies than they can handle um and things were becoming too overcrowded so that's when we started going into the rural cemetery movement having more area to bury more bodies i do actually want to cover that cholera epidemic yeah because as someone who has lived in this area my entire life i know absolutely nothing about it we're gonna
0: have to do a bunch of like cincinnati themes yes because i want to talk about like pigopolis and stuff like that too so for sure
1: Yeah, there's a ton of um, death and life-related Cincinnati things. It is a town. (laughs) We have a lot going on, that's for sure. (laughs) So the first burial took place on September 1st, 1845. Ten years later is when landscape architect Adolf, I'm going to say Strouch, so forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, was hired to enhance the grounds and take it to its full potential. Um, So that was in 1855. Strouch took a new approach and designed the cemetery to go with the natural flow of the landscape rather than restructure it. So he focused on harmony within the hills and valleys. Then he incorporated trees and plants from around the world, lakes, footbridges, and a ton of other things, as you and I know, because we've been there and walked the landscape. <laughs> but um, his vision for Spring Grove can still be seen and enjoyed more than 165 years later. Truly. And the, it is absolutely gorgeous. I know we were ranting about this at the beginning, but it is so beautiful. I have a note here to mention um, there's tons of wildlife because of the open space that is there. There's a bunch of lakes.
0: I um, don't know if you mentioned this in your notes, and I'm so sorry if I'm... Uh jumping the gun, but in our tour, when they were talking about behind the waterfall, he built in caves for wildlife.
1: Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, because I did actually forget to add that to my notes, so thank you. Yeah, there are caves built in behind the waterfalls for wildlife, so that wildlife can move into the environment, which is very it's neat. So cool. Uh, I also have in my notes that swans and turtles just be vibing. They That's really turtle, do because they really do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can literally stand on a footbridge, look over the side, and see a bunch of turtles swimming around. I feel like
0: we thing. also need to paint the picture of Cincinnati's a huge city, and it's really big and bustling. And then Spring Grove's just in the middle of it. So it, it used to probably be rural before all of the gentrification, basically, of Cincinnati but you basically go from bustling city to beautiful oasis. It's it's truly a beautiful park in the middle of all of the city.
1: It absolutely is. It's wild. Yeah, it's it's kind of culture shock you go from a really, yeah. really busy street to absolutely nothing beautiful, quiet. And
0: it's so big you can't even like hear yeah. the city at all. At all. It's awesome.
1: It's incredible. Um, so, talking about going into Spring Grove Cemetery, I wanted to go over the carriage house. So, the carriage house sits right at the entrance gate. And I'm only mentioning this because the self-guided tour mentioned this is where women would basically come powder their noses on a nice daily stroll of the grounds. <laughs> and I, I have a note in here that says, "Why I can't still powder my nose there is a sham and it yeah. does justice to all." What the heck? Um, I don't know why that's not a thing anymore. Allow me to powder my nose wherever <laughs> I please, especially in the cemetery. Yeah. For sure. So, in that same general area, there's also the Norman Chapel. So, the Norman Chapel was built in 1880 and originally housed the jail in the basement. The jail cell is still down there, but is only used for storage. We wanted to go in here so bad because typically you only get to see it from the outside, but they do a tour um during the nighttime that's like a candlelit tour of the chapel. We mm-hmm. didn't get to go on it this time. I'm sure we plan on going back and going in there yep. just to see it because the outside is absolutely beautiful, so I can't <laughs> I can't imagine what the inside looks like as either. well. So, when the Norman chapel was functional, vagrants and reckless drivers originally of horse drawn carriages. <laughs> which I would want more info on that.
0: Jebediah getting crazy. Literally.
1: It reminded me of I don't know if you played any of um The Red Dead yes. when it came out, but <laughs> the the how things worked when you were riding horses mm. with carriages. I got stuck so many times Constantly. ramming carriage I would definitely be in the Norman Chapel jail if yeah. I if I was the driver.
0: Arthur would have like a, a swipe pass to go through.
1: <laughs> Literally
0: consistently.
1: So, um, speeding in the cemetery, be arrested and then kept overnight. Cemetery watchmen were deputized by the county sheriff to enforce the law. I'm like that is amazing. Do you get a little sheriff badge cuz <laughs> I would love a little sheriff badge as a watchman, which sounds incredible. That would
0: be really cool. <laughs>
1: I also have this in my notes, where were you last night? Oh, sorry, I was in cemetery jail. Like <laughs> <laughs> You have to go home and explain (laughs) that to your wife.
0: I was in the cemetery (laughs) jail.
1: I was in the cemetery jail. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so fun. So, interesting and fun facts. It's called Spring Grove because the cemetery grounds are watered by several natural springs. Spring water is stored in a reservoir tower located near the North Gate, which I did not know. I had no idea. Yeah, we've probably driven by that a thousand times.
0: Wait, are you serious? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, I was told by people who love Spring Grove that it's called Spring Grove because of how pretty it is in the spring. So you're telling me that you're dead wrong?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you that this that's is what would be That's so funny me. because I
0: was told, like, if you're going to go to Spring Grove, go in the spring because that's when it's prettiest. That's why it's called Spring Grove. People are liars.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that that's also part of the we reason. We went in the
0: spring and it was beautiful. I mean, the amount of, like, natural... Like, the peonies, the alliums, the tulips everywhere. I really thought... It was called Spring Grove because of the season. (laughs) Apparently it's water. Well, I've been educated today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Learning new things every day. Trying. According to the Cincinnati Inquirer, on December 8th, 1905, a dog named Old Man is interred next to his late master, George E. Turner. He was quite attached to his canine companion, a dog allegedly skilled at mathematics, and particularly adept at sorting correct change on command. What? That is what they that is how he is remembered. He was apparently very good at math.
0: And they never gave him another name other than Old Man. Old Man. God love him.
1: Although cemetery rules prohibit animal burials, Superintendent William Salway was a good friend of Turner's, and as Turner lay on his deathbed, Salway agreed that when the dog's time came he would rejoin his earthly master. Wow. So old man is buried there. One of I'm I don't know if it's the only animal. I'll have to look into that. And talk about it on another episode, but one of the only animals to be buried there.
0: Honestly, bury me with Juniper. Yep. (laughs) If, you know, if there's any, a a dog that deserves to be in a beautiful place is Juniper.
1: Very true. God. That that is the best dog.
0: God's willing. (laughs)
1: Uh, Another fun fact, the white flowering dogwood tree is susceptible to a nasty fungus. The horticulture team at Spring Grove Cemetery bred a cultivar or variant of this species that appears to withstand fungal infection while producing abundant flowers and tolerances for hot and cold temperatures. No way. I included that one in here specifically for you, Serafina. Thank you. (laughs) Knowing that you'd want to know about the special fancy tree.
0: (laughs) I now feel like I need to do, and I want to do an interview with the horticultural team. They had a tour that we could have taken as well. And unfortunately, we could only have chosen the one that we did. And I think we made the right choice, but (laughs) I would really like to sit down with them because that is so interesting. Yeah. They were like, we need a special tree for this place. And I mean, it shows. I mean, it's truly Spring Grove is such a beautiful place and they clearly work so hard. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you for including that. I really appreciate it.
1: No problem. I definitely had to. So some notable guest stars in Spring Grove or some people who were there for a little bit of time depending upon which one uh starting with the earthly remains of george reeves the actor who played superman on television during the 1950s Mm. they were held in a vault in spring grove for a couple of months in 1959 while his mother sorted out what to do although she wanted a mausoleum in cincinnati it proved impractical so reeves's body was cremated here and the ashes then shipped to california wow i didn't know that me either Uh, Bernard Kroger, founder of Kroger Supermarkets, is buried in Spring Grove. I think we did hear about that when we went on our tour. Yeah, I
0: think so. That sounds familiar. And if
1: you're not in the Midwest, you might not know what Kroger is. (laughs) Uh, If you're
0: on the West Coast, it's Ralph's. If you're there's another one too, but I can't think of what it's called. Yeah,
1: they were calling it something different when we went to Florida too. Like it had a, a name. I don't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. Kroger's is basically like our, and we say Kroger's here. That was so Ohioan. Yeah, I need Kroger. to. It's called Kroger. Uh, it's our grocery store chain. So him being buried there's kind of a big deal for, for cool. us Ohioans. Charles Phelps Taft the second. Mayor of Cincinnati and son of President William Howard Taft is buried there.
0: I want to say right now, on record, I did not know that was his son.
1: Me either! Like, I, like,
0: the Taft Bridge, I thought it was just named after the president. I
1: also did not know that wow. it was his son. I was like, oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> uh, so, another notable person. Francis Wright, or Fanny Wright, an absolute badass, pioneering feminist, abolitionist, and freethinker is buried there. So in the late 1820s, Wright was the first woman lecturer to speak publicly before gatherings of men and women in the United States about political and social reform. She advocated for universal education, the emancipation of slaves, birth control, equal rights, sexual freedom, legal rights for married women, and liberal divorce laws. Wright was also vocal in her opposition to organized religion and capital punishment. I, I really think that you should probably cover Fanny, yeah. right? That sounds like right up your alley, but well, she seemed so fucking cool. All of that is very progressive for the time period. And
0: was she, she was like a Cincinnati resident?
1: That's a great question. I'm not sure if she was born here. We're going to find out. In I yeah.
0: will do an episode. We will find out together. Because
1: she sounds really fucking
0: I mean, cool. that's progressive for Cincinnati right now. Yeah, So let true. alone.
1: <laughs> let alone in the 1820s. That's awesome. For sure. So, going into some haunts, which I know is what everyone wants to hear about, because it's what <laughs> I want to hear about, but let me tell you, there really aren't that many. No. <laughs> You'd think that with it being such a huge cemetery, there would be a lot of hauntings, but I was kind of thinking about this, and maybe because the area is kind of so peaceful and yeah. not as like traumatic. traumatic, it's not holding the same energy as other places. But so if there maybe, was one
0: place I'd want to haunt. It'd be spring room. Did you have to be
1: there eternally? Absolutely. <laughs> so I included this one because we were talking about the Dexter family crypt and as we both said earlier, we love it. Mm-hmm. So a pair of teenage boys who approached the Dexter family crypt at night told tales of hearing growls from the inside. Once mm-hmm. they approached the crypt, they saw a pair of snarling white dogs with blue glowing eyes.
0: Whoa.
1: That's the first I'd heard of Can that. Can I
0: say something? Yeah. So my uncle um, is an amazing person, and he has a very cool history, like, just the things that he did as a kid, a teenager and young adult. He used to have parties in the Dexter mausoleum where it kind of took a toll on the building, and then they had to close it off for safety purposes. But, like, we're talking, like, this is, like, the 70s, the 80s. Like, there were probably people in there doing some drugs. So it's like, yeah, if I'm in the Dexter mausoleum in the middle of a cemetery and, like, tripping, I'm probably going to see some white dogs with blue glowing eyes, yeah, that's you know? Yeah,
1: That could have been them at a party with your uncle.
0: <laughs> Literally, my <laughs> uncle's one of the guys in the story. <laughs>
1: one of the, the dogs with their blue eyes. Oh. So funny. Um, So, another one. During a night tour, a trespasser said that the bus of Charles Brewer, I think it is, it's B-R-E-U-E-R, was watching him. The man claimed that not only did the bust have recognition and disgust on his face that someone was trespassing in the cemetery at night, but that one of its eyeballs popped out of the bust and landed on the ground. What? Yeah. Like yeah.
0: a gargoyle?
1: Like a so a, a bust, so it would be like his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally yeeted his eyeball <laughs> at a man. Have you ever <laughs> been so
0: disgusted with someone <laughs> you, you just yeeted, yeeted, yeeted your own eyeball?
1: That's like, I have not. Can't say. Um,
0: that sounds like a, a Shakespeare line. Like I, Instead of like, I bite my thumb at you, like I throw my eye at you. I
1: throw my eye at you, yeah. I thought that one was interesting because I hadn't heard anything like that. I've heard of busts watching people. Yeah. And when we went on our nighttime tour, um, they were talking about how one of the Sphinx markers sometimes gets up and moves, Mm -hmm. supposedly. I didn't find anything about that when I was researching, but I do trust our tour guide because he seemed very knowledgeable. Yeah, he did. Uh, He said it does not happen, so maybe that's why I didn't find it in any sources, but it was mentioned on the tour, so. It
0: is. It's one of those Cincinnati legends.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So that is pretty much a big overview of spring grove itself with the highlights i figured now would be a great time for us to talk about that nighttime tour that we went on and yeah. the experiences that we had because it was very neat for sure i mean probably one
0: of the coolest experiences i've had in cincinnati and i don't go downtown very often because i'm n- not a city girl city girl's down for me unfortunately like i'm just am not typically downtown and every time I go down there it's typically for Spring Grove and it was so much fun I mean I've recommended it to every person I've talked to since then I just thought it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had we were just talking about the Dexter mausoleum and well let me not skip ahead here I want to first off I want to say thank you to our tour guide his name is Robert he was amazing he was so much fun Uh, I'll put a picture of him on our Instagram uh, for this episode Because he was just so much fun He got dressed up for the event He stayed in character Even though I'm typically the one to break people out of character And there was a couple times He would like put his microphone down And like answer my questions like genuinely And I just really appreciated that He was super knowledgeable He had he'd worked for Spring Grow for a good handful of years At that point And he was just wonderful I, I don't think I could have asked for a cooler tour guide When we signed in to do our tours The woman who signed us in was like oh, you guys picked the best one. And we thought, she says that to everybody, but I genuinely do think that we picked the best one. So if you want to do a full moon tour at Spring Grove, they do one every year. It was the Nightman's tour. And Robert was the one who led us, and it was just so much fun. I could not recommend it anymore.
1: Yeah, like Serafina was saying, he was in full costume. He basically gets to do... Cemetery Watchman LARP, which yeah, is the yeah. most, It sounds like the most incredible. He was
0: cosplaying thing. as a a night watchman from 1872. Was that was the year? Yeah, something I think along so.
1: those lines. Yeah, and he was talking about different people that were buried there. He was talking about body snatching, um, which I am definitely going to cover in a separate episode. He mm-hmm. specifically mentioned body snatching in Cincinnati, uh, and some notable people who were actually involved in that in mm-hmm. the area. I will definitely be researching that and going into that at a later date, because I know a little bit about body snatching, but somehow when you live in a place your entire life, you don't research these types yeah. of things. So hearing about it, being in the place that I've lived for 2017 years walking this planet is incredible and i can't wait to look into it because i all know the places i
0: took a lot of notes for you for that episode because there was just so many things it's one thing to talk about body snatching in general but to talk about like what had happened not even you know less than i don't want to give our location yeah <laughs> you know less than a certain amount of oh, really? miles away from you like to not even think about it like that is it was just so wild and he was just so chock full of information.
1: Right, with key players names of people who were actually doing yeah. it, where the bodies were going, the ending to their stories. It was yeah. very neat.
0: With Spring Grove's own records. Yeah. Like those like these were the type of people staying in cemetery jail. Yeah, you know, yeah really cool. cemetery
1: jail, not just for uh, drunk driving their carriages through the cemetery <laughs> right, too fast.
0: but actually doing crimes.
1: Yeah, actually. Well, I guess that's a crime
0: too, but like real, you know, <laughs> crimes against nature. Yeah, <laughs> you
1: um,
0: know. I will tell you that I think the coolest thing I learned, and so let me bring it back to the Dexter Mausoleum now that we're here again, um, was that the Dexter Mausoleum has a dumbwaiter in it, and when he told us about the mechanisms of it and how it works it's so cool like they have the spot they're buried in that you roll into there's a dumb waiter in the middle of the room you put your casket your whatever you're holding at that time whatever you're holding their their earthly remains in you raise that up to the mausoleum part they have the service there then after the service is done they lower it back down and they get put into their shelf you know their whatever you want to call that shelf and like it's all done in that in in such an easy simplistic way i just how cool is that like one to be so rich back in the day that you are able to have your burial your service all at the same time all in the same place without the stress of moving your family member around a lot Mm -hmm. And also, they told us about how the Dexters made their money, which was super interesting, mm-hmm. if you remember that, about um, they would buy, like, Jack Daniels whiskey that was, like, a little off, and they would sell that at, like, a lower price than Jack da- I don't know if it was actually Jack Daniels at that time. I can't re- He said the name, but I don't remember mm-hmm. it. Um, and I don't think I wrote it down in my notes. But that they were, like, selling that for, like, pennies to workers. So it's like, I know it's not the high quality you expect, but it'll still... <laughs> It'll still it'll work. Do job. It'll do the job. It might be rubbing
1: alcohol, and like, but it'll get you drunk.
0: Right, and, like, that's how they made their money, and, you know, they were so successful for them. And they did other things, too, but just the fact that that was what had started the ball rolling for them, I don't know. It was just so interesting to learn more about the Dexter mausoleum, and we might sound like we're just, like, gushing over, like, a random mausoleum. That's because we are. It's so beautiful. We'll post
1: pictures of it. Yeah,
0: and it's actually, um, I can't remember the name of it now. The, it's... Basically, a mini version of a, a giant chapel.
1: Yeah.
0: In uh, Italy?
1: Well,
0: it? Italy or Europe? I. Well, I guess Italy is in Europe. I meant Italy or the UK?
1: <laughs> Great question. I, <laughs> I can't remember.
0: remember I think it's Italy from what I. We were
1: just so excited to see it at night with candles. Oh my God. It was, it was
0: so beautiful. They had candles lit all around it. Yeah. It was. It's basically the first time I ever saw it. All I can think of is, I just want to have a ball here. Yeah. With. And not, like, a ball. Like, I want to have a ball. Like, a fun time. Like, I want to, like, put on, like, an old-timey dress.
1: Like a vampire ball. Yes. Like a, yeah. Victorian. It definitely gives those vibes. And Serafina mentioned they have the service in the mausoleum. That's because there's a chapel in there, I believe, on the second floor.
0: So, like, the bottom floor is all, like, the mausoleum. And then the second floor is the chapel. So, like, they'd have services in there and everything. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. It's just so... It's such a, a cool place. It's It really is one of those places where you stand in front of it and feel like you're in no time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like I'm in 2022. I don't feel like I'm in 1805. Like, I just feel like I'm existing in that moment. It,
1: it gives very eternal vampire life revisiting yeah. a place that is home, yes. in, in my honest opinion. Yes,
0: exactly. For it's sure. just, it was such such a cool place to be and so much fun. and. It was interesting to get to see it at night because typically their hours are pretty early. It's typically a place where people walk in the mornings. You know, they're they're all about bringing community and city together. So they have, you know, your mile walking signs of this is half a mile. You know, if you were to go to, like, a park and how they have how long you've walked, they have that all over the place. I mean, a lot of the people I know who love to go there are going there just to walk and, like, how cool to keep people alive in a way Mm -hmm. of, like, every time you go somewhere, you know, in this space, you're looking at somebody's eternal resting spot, basically, and then those people want to know more about them, and they want to talk about them, and it's just a cool way to gather community in such a beautiful space, and I'm so interested to learn more about the rural cemetery movement, because I truly thought that it was, like, a cemetery that was an ode to the way cemeteries used to be. Mm -hmm. At no point did I put it together that it was, like, a newer thing because it really feels like it's always been there. Like, it doesn't feel... Like, if you go to Savannah and you go to, like, their cemeteries, because, of course, they can't bury people underground because of the water level, those cemeteries feel old. Yeah. Spring Grove doesn't feel old. It feels like it belongs. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like you're stepping into history. It feels like you're just stepping into a different world. Yeah, almost entirely. Kind of out of
1: time and space.
0: Yeah, is the One hundred percent.
1: We also got to see a mausoleum that had four statues in it. Yes, what was it for?
0: Is the Gerard mausoleum? And it had they the have seasons. Four statues. They're a statue of a woman. Every and the different women are the different seasons. We'll also post... I got a really cool picture of that. We'll post that on Instagram, too. And it it was just beautiful. I mean, the amount of work and money that goes into the upkeep of this place is kind of crazy. Um, Because we're talking about mausoleums that are... I mean, the Dexter mausoleum, I think, was built in, like, the early 19th century. The upkeep on it, I mean, it still looks beautiful. You know, the Gerard mausoleum is... I think one of the newer ones and it's still I mean it doesn't the whole place doesn't even look like dusty you know and I think maybe that's the reason that it feels not old because it's not dusty or weedy it's so well kept and cared for that it does it just feels like its own thing
1: actually the Dexter mausoleum was built at the end of the civil war So Hmm. I guess they designed and built an estate home for the eldest Dexter child, and then they also made the mausoleum itself, which is designed after a famous Parisian, 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 Parisian. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Style church Saint Chapelle, Chapelle, C H A P E L L -l 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 E. Yeah,
0: Chapelle. That's so interesting. It's interesting that you mentioned the Civil War because I did ask Robert about that. And um, we are in Ohio, so there's only there are, I believe, 40, 40 Union uh, Civil War generals uh, buried on spring ground. And there's only one single Confederate general uh, buried there, but he didn't even make the official list like they don't. They're like, we're a union. <laughs> Clearly. Hello. <laughs> Clearly. Um, which is really interesting, but I do remember talking about that. Uh, and the only reason he was even allowed is because he was just an acting general. He was never actually appointed to general. So they were like, okay, I guess. And that leads me into talking about what I think is really interesting, that if you can prove that any of your relatives are buried in Spring Grove, you can also be buried in Spring Grove. Which is so interesting, and unfortunately, I don't think that I follow into that category. Not that I want to be planted, or I'm sorry, I do want to be planted. Not that I want to be buried anywhere, but if I had to be buried somewhere, it would, I'd want to be in Spring Grove for sure.
1: That's fair, yeah. I don't plan on being buried, but am jealous of the people who get to be buried there. If I know my girlfriend, shout out to Heather, and I were talking about buying a mausoleum just to have a mausoleum. Yeah. Not to be buried in it, but to be like when we get cremated, put your ashes in the mausoleum so that you have a cool mausoleum. (laughs) That's pretty much it. Like, having people look at, like, the Dexter mausoleum and be like, wow, that's rad, having something like that so that someone
0: remembers it forever. When we uh, buy or build our Victorian mansion, we can, uh, put a mausoleum on it i want to be buried under a, i want to be buried and have a tree planted on top of me that's fair that sounds very me doesn't it
1: that sounds very you <laughs> i will probably cover alternatives to yeah definitely burial, uh in another episode because i am a very big believer in alternative burials <laughs> i am anti-embalming and I definitely want to go into green burials, being planted as a tree, because it's just so cool. The alternative death field is insanely fascinating, so I'll definitely be going into that. But if I were to be a tree, or buried in the ground somewhere, Spring Grove would definitely be it.
0: Oh, I'd love to be a tree in Spring Grove. Definitely. Um, You know, it's also uh, something that I thought was kind of interesting, is back in the day, um, in... Like, the 70s, uh, back when they kind of just, like, let kids, uh, not kids, but, like, young adults just, like, do dumb shit all the time, Um, fraternities used to force pledges to break into the cemetery and, like, would tell them all these ghost stories that, like, weren't true and all this stuff to, like, really scare the crap out of them and then be like, okay, get super drunk and then, like, go walk in to Spring Grove and, like, good luck. And it's, like... I can tell you that it's seven hundred and thirty three acres, but until you're in there, you don't realize how vast it is. But can you imagine being like seventeen, turning eighteen, or like just turned eighteen, like super drunk and like you have to break into Spring Grove? Like that would be so scary.
1: One way ticket to cemetery jail. If I've you're heard one. definitely
0: going to cemetery jail. <laughs>
1: Do not pass go.
0: Right to jail. <laughs> right, right to, to jail. jail. Um, but yeah, I just. It's definitely interesting. I mean, I can't wait for the body snatching episode because there's so many, like, crazy characters in there that Robert was telling us about mm-hmm. that I just... I can't get... I can't wait to get into them, especially because their nicknames are hilarious. It's, like... It, it really is... Uh, it's kind of like the Old West, you know? Especially when you think about body snatching. There's yep. something about it that's just so, like, Wild Wild West. It's um, so talking about Wild Wild West and the ladies that built the West. Spring Grove actually has... Um, at least, like, 16, like, prostitutes or madams, like, yep. buried in there, which I just think is really interesting. Um, the newspapers, of course, call them, like, harlots. Um, so, like, if you go to look at all of them, they're all, like, harlots being buried in Spring Grove, which, like, what an amazing, like, headline. Like, when I die, please be, like, harlot buried in Spring <laughs> Grove. That's so funny to me. Um, I know back then it wasn't, but now it just, it's kind of rad. Um, but... They're not all buried together. There's no like red light district in the cemetery, Um, but they're buried with their family. Spring Grove was not um, was not shy about that kind of stuff. They're like, well, their families are buried here. Like they're women. Like they're people. They they deserve respect. And I think that's really cool. It's so progressive.
1: Very cool and progressive. What's really
0: interesting about where they aren't progressive is on two different things. Um, First off. Uh, they didn't allow cars in Spring Grove, only horse-drawn carriages, because they didn't want to, uh, disturb grievers, mourners, or the bodies themselves, so they actually had to be kind of petitioned to let cars into Spring Grove, um, into, like, the, like, um, the late 1910s. They were like, okay, fine, you can bring your car, but only with strict, strict rules, And you can't, and not on Sundays. Not on Sundays.
1: Yeah, that is one thing that, and it's It was (laughs) Chick-fil-A. It was Chick-fil-A, yeah. That's one thing that I know we're going to see a lot when we cover these old-timey cemeteries, especially things like this where there's a church involved. The church is very involved. Yeah. Which is fine if that's your thing.
0: Yeah, especially when it's like, you know, last rites. Especially back in these kind of days, talking about- progressive things and non-progressive things. Headstones used to be, in Spring Grove, some of the directors in, uh, like, the 1850s, they did not like headstones. Robert was talking about this uh, because he was cosplaying as a, a lawman who uh, was in the 1870s. So he's like, yeah, we just recently decided people could have headstones, which I started laughing. I'm like, what do you mean people can only recently start having headstones? And he's like, well, you know, some of our directors, they just they get a little worried about the symbolism and headstones and what it could mean, because there was um, the law. We talked about the Sphinx. That was in 1850. That was put up in 1850. And that's where like it gets rumored that it walks around because it's been there since 1850 when uh, Mr. Lawler passed away. And he wanted the Sphinx on his family plot. And some of the directors thought it was hedonism. It was heathen symbolism. You know, it wasn't, she's not a Christian. Like, oh, no. and um, they, uh, they petitioned the and they finally got that uh, allowed. And then 10 years later, um, Alexander Lotta, L-A-T-T-A, I think is how it's spelled. The maker of the fire engine uh, died. And their headstone has a fire engine on top of it, and it was uh, originally denied because it was too commercial. They're like, you're not marketing your fire engines in our, <laughs> you know, in our plots. No advertisements for your no, trucks yeah. here. No advertisements for your life saving truck. Like what? Like it's not like it was like M and M's. It was a fire <laughs> engine. A like what is that? Fire truck. Um. So yeah, ten years later, they uh, finally un- unveiled this design with his invention on top they let it happen and then what's really interesting sorry for the deep breath there i just think this next topic is so interesting because it trends on tiktok every so often in 2014 uh we had some children pass away here in cincinnati and they wanted spongebob headstones and Spring Grove at first fought it because it's too commercial and they didn't want to do any of that so it's they're actually pretty hard to find you have to go kind of out of your way to get to them. Like I've told you, I've been to Spring Grove now multiple times and I've never just stumbled on top of them. They're not anywhere you can find them. And uh, first they they fought against it and then they had to fight against Nickelodeon, you know, for the copyright of like, well, we're not trying to market this. Like we're not making merch off of this. Like this was a children's final wish that they wanted SpongeBob to be their headstone, which is kind of interesting um, to think that like you could have Your favorite television character as a headstone. It's kind of, uh, kind of some interesting, uh, heathen symbolism, if you will.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I will definitely cover. Um, the symbols associated with headstones, uh, cemeteries, and graveyards, and all of that in another episode. There is a lot of that in Spring Grove yeah. as well. Uh, there was another tour for that that we also didn't get to take that we definitely do. Um, I think they do a daytime version of that one, which yeah, probably would, would be... be better for that particular one. Yeah,
0: we should do that for research. For definitely. scientific purposes.
1: Absolutely. So I'll be covering those type of symbolism, but it is very interesting that we're anti-SpongeBob in (laughs) twenty fourteen. you'd think we've
0: The Year of Our Lord. The year of our Lord, Mr. Krabs. (laughs)
1: Twenty fourteen. So yeah, that's pretty much Spring Grove and our experience and some interesting information. Was there anything else you wanted to cover, Serafina, while we're here?
0: Um, no, because of course we'll probably come back to this after I mean I'm gonna tell you right now, for the next ten years, every full moon tour I'll be there. Because it was so stinking cool. Um, so I'm sure we'll have multiple follow-up episodes about whatever. I would love to interview Robert. He said he'd worked there. I think... I either he either worked there 15 years or 70 years. I can't remember because I talked to two different people who told me how long they'd worked there. Um, and I would love to sit down and talk with someone who's worked there for a long time and just see you know what the daily life process is like there. Like I would love to interview the horticulturals uh, who work there because I just think that they are... Um just really, I know, sorry, I know we're trying to wrap this up a little bit, but I know that a lot of um, my friends who are hairdressers talk about doing their clients makeup for the last time or doing their hair for the last time, like in the casket and how like, that's the biggest gift they could give them. But there's something that I, me, the gardener, of course, find to be, I'm probably romanticizing it and that's how I live my life. But I think that the biggest gift you could give someone is like to make sure that their eternal resting place is beautiful and they work so hard. Um, and I would love to sit down and talk to them and see, you know, kind of what force they have there. Cause it, it's truly breathtaking. I, I know we've said it multiple times. It's a place that we hold in such a revered part of our hearts because it's such a stinking cool place. I want to take a nap there. Maybe not eternal, maybe eternal too, but I, you know, it's like, you want to take a, a book and hang out with the people that are there. I mean, it's just, it's so much fun and I'm so grateful that we live so close to it.
1: Me too. we are very lucky that we can just, it's a 30 minute or so drive. Mm-hmm. No triangulation. It's uh, literally
0: seven minutes from us. What are you uh, talking it's about? It's literally right around
1: the corner. Here's my address. Yeah. They look
0: me up. It's actually, it's actually about a two hour drive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, from the north-southwest <laughs> and uh, that's where we are but yeah I mean clearly we live in Cincinnati or live around Cincinnati or live somewhere in the well I technically live in the ether so it'd be hard to find my address unless you have a couple of crystals and um, the right plant but
1: and if you're gonna contact me you're gonna need at least one Ouija board
0: oh the last time I had gun in contact with you dude it took me three Ouija boards and that seven planchettes you kept flipping me off like what's the deal
1: Hey, I do what I can, you know? You
0: got to protect your peace and your energy. So all you can do. Keep Goodness. everything a
1: secret. Well, thank you all for joining us today. We definitely enjoyed going deep into Spring Grove. I think Serafina and I both really love this topic. Yeah. We'll probably revisit it in a later episode because, you know, I think every podcaster says this, mm-hmm. but when you're new... Uh, You look at your first few episodes and you're like, what happened? Yeah, we've
0: edited a couple being like, "Mm, interesting choice.
1: So bear with us while we get our bearings. I think this episode we uh, feel a little more comfortable than the first couple. So thank you so much for listening and uh, stay on Arcadia.